0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Monsters of the Midway. And uh, for you that don't know me, I'm Dylan. Uh, if this is your first time listening, if not, if you listen to the other ones, welcome back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's basically the same story as it has been the past, you know, three weeks. That I was coming into week four. Uh, week four, we played the Giants. So that I, – I do recall saying in my last uh, episode that both offenses were going to leave being disappointed in how they played. And I think the only one that wasn't disappointed was Saquon Barclay. I, I, other than that, uh, I think everyone else uh, on the offense was, was basically embarrassed of how they played. Uh, I know some of you are like, well, Daniel Jones, you know, we'll get into that. But, like, he didn't do anything, you know, passing-wise. He's a QB, you know, part of their job is to throw the ball. And uh, he didn't even do that correctly. So, I mean, really can't say a whole lot. But, like, if Justin Fields is out throwing you, that's a problem. Anyways, we'll just jump right into it. So, starting with the Bears. Justin Fields was eleven to twenty-two. Ooh, everybody give a round of applause. He actually threw more than like fourteen times a game. He threw twenty-two. He threw twenty-two passes that whole game. So, he, you know, he was out there. Th- you know, he, he wasn't out there going eight for fifteen. You know, or eight for thirteen or whatever. He actually threw twenty-two passes. He was eleven to twenty-two for one hundred and seventy-four yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions either. So as there are no touchdowns, I mean, he didn't make any mistakes uh, interception wise. Um, So he did have one fumble, but no interceptions to have no interceptions from him. That uh, that was I mean, that was a positive, I guess it was a plus. Herbert, not as good on the ground as what I thought. So uh, he was 19 and 19 carries for 77 yards touchdown. That's not an awful day. It's like 4.1 yards of carry, somewhere on those lines. Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I thought it was going to be more. So, for anyone that listened to my last podcast and you had Herbert when I said he's a lot to play, I meant it at the time. But uh, if you lost because of that, I truly apologize because he, in my eyes, he kind of bit the dust a little bit. I really thought he was going to go off like another 120, 100, you know, I mean, he just came off a 156-yard game, so I was figuring he was going to at least drop another 100 on uh, on the Giants, who have, I believe they had the fourth worst rushing defense in the NFL uh, coming into last week. So for anyone that listened to me and may have lost, I apologize. It was just one of those things I thought he was going to go off, and he obviously did not, so. Um, Darnell Mooney, we actually got him a little involved. Not as, as involved as I, was like, I was, as I would like him to be. He had four catches for 94 yards. He was the receiver who had the most yards on our team, and he had the most catches. I think the next most catch uh, catches on the team is like two. So four catches for 94 yards. Uh, he had some nice grabs. Justin Fields had, had some nice throws, but only four catches. Uh, I would like him to be a little more involved than in that. Uh, considering he's our best weapon besides Montgomery and Herbert. So he's our best passing. Yeah, he's our best passing uh, option, is what I should say. So I would like to see Darnell Mooney get involved a little more, uh, almost like last year with Fields. Uh, they had a pretty good connection. I don't know it's taken so long this year. Uh, I'm hoping that it will form up, but I guess we'll just have to see so far. Not so good this week, like I said, four catches, 94 yards, so I guess that's a little more of a – I guess they're a little more on the same page, but like I said previously, not as much as I would want them to be or as I would like them to be. I want to see a little more connection out of those two. Roquan Smith had another decent game, eight solo tackles, two assisted. Eddie Jackson has been a tear so far. He had six solo tackles, three assisted tackles, and one interception. Eddie Jackson has three interceptions in the and four games. So through the first four weeks, he's picked the ball off three times. There's only been one game so far where he has not had an interception. So, I mean, he's uh, obviously one of our best defensive players. Um, you got Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, and uh, Britsker. Brisker, Brisker, uh, our new uh, defensive back. Now, those are our best defensive weapons, but A. Jackson has definitely been on a tear. So, like I said, three interceptions in four games—that's huge. I just wish that we could capitalize on that offensive-wise. Unfortunately, he's making plays, and we're not able to capitalize. But at least he's making plays, so that is always positive. Try look for the positive, here, guys. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to look for the positives. There's not a whole lot of them. Try to look for them. Daniel Jones. Eight for 13, 71 yards, zero touchdowns, zero receptions. Um, it's pretty sad when Justin Fields outthrows you because Justin Fields has not been good at all this year. Passing-wise, um, some of it's his fault, some of it's not. You got to put some blame on him somewhere. Obviously, he's doing something that he's not supposed to, he's not supposed to be doing or he's not doing stuff that he's supposed to be doing. So, but can't put everything on Justin Fields, as I said, in the previous three episodes before, <clears throat> uh, four episodes before, whatever. I can't, you can't put everything on him. Obviously, there has to be some blame on Fields. You just can't put all of it there. There's a bunch of uh, things factoring into why he's pretty garbage, and we'll get into that later. But the fact that he out-threw Daniel Jones, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't a great quarterback anyways, but – uh like we have, like, the worst passing offense in the NFL. So, if you're getting outthrown by Justin Fields, it's pretty sad. Um, <clears throat> he did have six rushes for 68 yards and two touchdowns. So, we'll get into that later as well because those should have never happened. It's not like he's the fastest guy. Obviously, he can run the ball, and uh, he's got some wheels on him, but it's not like he's the fastest guy. He almost runs like Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Saquon Barkley had 31 carries, 146 yards, and zero touchdowns. Remember when I said last week? I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said it every week, I think. Well, I have said it every week. Remember when I said last week and the weeks uh, weeks prior, we had to stop the run game? Well, we had to stop the run game, and every time I say it, it doesn't happen. So, obviously, what I just read off to you guys, you can see that we did not stop the run game at all. Barkley had 31 carries. That's a truckload. For one game, 31 carries is a lot, but they had no passing game, and Barkley was tearing us up uh, every time he had the ball on his hands. So 31 carries, 146 yards. If uh, we, he would have broke just you know one tackle here or there, he would have had uh, probably at least two touchdowns that game too. Luckily for us, he didn't. We still don't losing, so I guess it would have mattered, but at least it wasn't a blowout. Um, but uh, on the side note to that, we let Daniel Jones run for the touchdowns that beat us. So... That's kind of embarrassing, but so So we need to stop the run. We didn't stop the run. We let Daniel Jones run all over us and we let Saquon Barkley run all over us. So sucked either way. Right. Uh, Fields was sacked five times again. It's two weeks in a row. <clears throat> two weeks in a row. He's been sacked five times. <clears throat> he is uh there's just no help there for, for, for him. So um Daniel Jones could not throw the ball at all, but we couldn't stop the run. So <clears throat> we had some good passing offense or we had some good passing defense. Cause he was able to only throw for 71 yards. And uh and uh he, he just he he only threw for 71 yards. So we had some good passing. Uh, we had some good passing offense or uh, sorry passing defense we were able to stop the pass but un- unfortunately we could not uh just couldn't stop the run i mean like i said 6 for 68 31 for 146 it's kind of i mean i it's kind of hard to i mean they we we stopped the we stopped the pass but i mean i wouldn't pass either if Saquon Barkley is getting 10 yards every time he's rushing the ball. That's what I was trying to get at. So I understand, you know, he probably only got out thrown by Justin Fields because the run game was working so well on both sides with him and Saquon Barkley. So, again, we were able to play a decent pass coverage, but also to their benefit, they probably didn't feel the need to throw the ball a whole lot when their running back is, like I said, he's getting five yards a carry. Um, so always negatives with the positive, unfortunately, and a, a lot of that with the Bears. Um, here's what really got on my nerves about this game, guys. So if you go back and you watch the touchdowns that Daniel that Daniel Jones scored, they ran a lot of bootleg, a lot of play action. In this game Daniel Jones scored both rushing touchdowns off the same play so if you go back and you watch the previews at all or if you remember just in your head they did a bootleg a little play action and he rolled out to the left but instead of planting his feet reading the field it almost like it was a designed run, or maybe he just saw the open field, which more than likely that's probably what it was, bootleg, and he rolls out wide open field, left side. So he did that twice. He ran that same play. I mean, they ran that play all day. But both scores were off that same play, if you go back and look. and snaps the ball, rolls out left, and he just kept rolling, just kept kept floating in the end zone. <clears throat> and the thing that got on my nerves is there was no one around. Zero people on that side of the field. I don't know what kind of coverage we were running. I don't know if it was blown coverage or if something just wasn't read right or if that was just the defense that we were running and it was just that bad. But if you go back and watch, so it was expect, especially the second touchdown that he had. When he rolled out left, I mean, it was open field. There was, there was two guys that way, and both of them were in the end zone already. So, like, there was no one from the line of scrimmage – where Daniel Jones was at until he got in the end zone. So there was no one in front of him. That was that was two in a row. Uh, but that second one was absolutely brutal because there was no one on that side of the field. And that's what I didn't understand is that they were running this same play all day. Like this is where they're moving the ball up the field, obviously besides running the ball uh, when it came to passing or just anything like he only had 71 yards, but like he made some pretty key passes on like third down or if he just needed to get a first down to keep everything rolling. Like, they ran a bootleg to get him that. So, if you go back and watch it, a couple of plays, I mean, it might have only been like a five-yard pass or whatever, but a lot of those were to get first downs, and he'd hit a tight end. So, he'd roll out and hit the bootleg, tight end. Or he'd just take off and run for the first down. So, they, just, they ran that bootleg all day. In the second half, we adjusted to it a little more. Uh, we were able to stop the bootleg a lot but they were still trying to run it and they were still uh, completing pass plays off it. Daniel Jones just really wasn't able to run off that bootleg like he was doing in the first half. Uh, So we were able to stop the bootleg partially in the second half. Uh, We didn't completely shut it down, but we did put a hold on it, but they were still just running that same play the whole time. But it didn't really matter because once we shut that bootleg down uh, more times than not, they just hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley and he would, he would get five yards to carry. So, uh, where we were, Oh, where we would make progress in one direction, we would lose footing in another. So unfortunately, that's just how, that's just how it is. Um, yeah, but he rolled out, he rolled out left, um, both those, uh, both those play action rolled left. Field was wide open score. So that's pretty much what they did all day. Um, Let's get into our passing game. How bad has our passing game been? Here's another little knowledge for you guys, the more you know type of knowledge. Uh, Tyreek Hill has 477 yards receiving. Tyreek Hill does through four weeks. 477 yards receiving through four weeks. The Bears as a whole, you know, as a team, everyone combined, you know, 471 yards. Receiving. So literally Tyreek Hill has more receiving yards. I'm going to dumb it down for myself. He has more receiving yards than the bears put together. That's how bad our passing game has been. And like I said, there's blame put all around um, on fields, the offensive line, the coaching, the receivers, there's blame put everywhere. But one player has more receiving yards than a whole team. That is, Ladies and gentlemen, it's sad. Super sad. It is. It's just super sad. So um, here's another little fun fact. Fields was under pressure in that Giants game. He was under pressure 51.4% of his dropbacks. So anytime he dropped back in the pocket, he was under pressure 51.4% of those dropbacks on the plays that he wasn't under pressure so on the dropbacks where they had good protection for him he went 10 of 14 for 168 with a pff grade so he uh, like pretty much a qb rating a P, uh, wait okay he had a P, pff grade of a 90.3 so anytime he wasn't under pressure okay anytime that he had good protection 10 of 14 168 yards with a pff grade of 90.3 It's pretty good, right? 10 to 14, 168 yards. It's pretty good. But he was under pressure 51.4% of those times. So, unfortunately, there's a problem, which we know, on multiple levels. And the biggest one, I would say for us, is the offensive line. And we know it's here at the bottom, okay? And we know we need to take it up here. But we don't, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything about it, which is unfortunate. I know, like, we, we got some guys, we thought we made some moves, but, like, it's just not working. Like, if we're going to be sacked five times again and to be under pressure, 51.4% of his dropbacks, and I, that was just in one game, there's a problem. And the fact that we're not fixing it is, is crazy. Like, we're not making any adjustments at all, and it's wild to me. Um. So, to me, This game against the Giants, because they are not good at all. I mean, they're not. They're not good. I mean, the Houston Texans were not good either. So these last two games have really showed me. These last two games have really showed me how exposed our offensive line is. I knew it was bad. I knew our offensive line was bad because it was bad last year, and it was bad the year before that. But coming into this year, you know, we had some pieces. We picked up some guys. We drafted some guys, whatever. I was excited just to see how much improvement we have made and how, and I knew we need to make, I knew we needed more improvement. Don't get me wrong. I, I knew we still had improvements to be made on the offensive line, but I wanted to see how much, how much improvement we have made since last year with some of these guys that are going to be filling in. And we have, I think this is, I think this is the worst offensive line has looked to be honest uh in the last three or four years. And this is the worst offensive line uh that we have. It is, I mean we are super exposed. We've played two back to back. I mean I know the Giants were 2 and 1, but I mean so are we. So you can be 2 and 1 and still be a terrible team. Um it just I guess it's just the opponents that you play. Uh we played the Texans, and the Giants who are not good teams and they have not been good teams for a long time. I don't care that the Giants are 3 and 1. Um they just they're not good. That passing game is just not good. Like they're winning on on their running and their defense. <clears throat> but well, we've played two of the worst teams back to back and we have not been able to do anything. We were able to run against the Texans, but if you take, if you take the run game from the giants game, all right. And you put it in the Texans, we lose, we lose that game. We really do. I don't think we won that game. Um, if Herbert doesn't go for 156 stars and a touchdown, and he has his way with the Houston's, with Houston's defense, I think we lose that game. So, I mean, we're, we are really a, a lopsided team here. All we can do is run the ball. We can barely throw it. Uh, and that's about, a, that's about a 50-50 when it comes to how bad Fields is. But, I, like I said, I'm not going to put a the blame on him because of how exposed our offensive line is. He looks better this game. I mean, they, you could see they trusted him a little bit more. He threw the ball 22 times. Um, So, I mean, that's a step up from like 14 or 15. But the fact that he was only able to gain 174 yards, he wasn't throwing any touchdowns. I mean, the fact that he was pressured on 51% of his dropbacks. I mean, I, I, like I have said, in previous, previous episodes, Justin Fields, I think he is the answer. I think he is the answer. But I need to see something, and until we start protecting him, we're never going to see that. We're lucky he was even able to throw the ball 22 times. I thought they were going to continue with the ongoing streak of 12 to 14 times a game of him throwing the ball and then just trying to pound the ball down the giant's throat, which, I mean, they did run the ball. I mean, Herbert did run the ball 19 times, and Justin Fields ran the ball seven times, and he gained some yards. I think he had seven carries for – 52 yards. Yeah, seven carries 52 yards. He didn't have any touchdowns. But still, like he's able to do that. I mean, I mean, he he definitely is the dual threat guy, but he you have to be able to throw in this league. And and able to throw, you have to have a good offensive line. And whenever you're being pressured on 51.4% of your dropbacks against the Giants, that's not going to help you throw the ball. And if you cannot throw the ball, you are not going to win games. There's going to be games where you can just run the ball down people's throats. That's fine. Like, like they did, like pretty much every team has done to us, but every team has been able to throw the ball except for the Giants. So <clears throat> um, fields had some good throws. He really did. Uh, the first throw that he had was to Darnell Mooney. I mean, he zipped it in there. I mean, it was a, it was a dot. It was, it was a dime. He he, he fit it perfectly. Don't know where he could get it. it looked good. You, I mean, you could hear it when Mooney caught it. It was good. Um, but like I said before, there's no protection for him and there was no protection for the run game. Herbert should be on the run all over the Giants. Um, and he had 19 carries and was only able to pick up 77 yards. So, um, there was just, he was having to make his own way through the line. It's terrible. The receivers also looked awful. Um, Mooney only had four catches for 94 yards. There were some guys who didn't have any catches at all. I think the next closest catch, uh, like most receptions to Mooney, was two. So, and then there was a couple guys that had one reception. So, like I said, that's a passing offensive problem. But all receivers have to be able to run the routes and get open too. Like they have to run better routes. They got to be more crisp. It's 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 just it's it's a cohesiveness of a whole team that needs to work together, and it's just not working right now at all. Where one person accelerates, everyone else is down. It's like we have a good run game. Everything else about our offense sucks. So it's just, we just kind of, we just got to figure something out. We have to, we had to find a way to get the passing going. And I do think that throwing the ball more is going to get fields more comfortable. So I am appreciative of them trusting him enough to throw the ball 22 times. I would like to see a little more than 22, but that's a start. That is a start. 22 times is better than 14. So it is a start. Let's get into the Vikings. Might be a shorter episode, might not be, but we'll get into it. So, that's what I got for the Vikings, guys. Uh, I know, I'm not, th- I'm not thrilled, I'm not thrilled. We've won, we, 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 we won the last five out of eight meetings dating back to 2018, but they swept us last year. So we played the Vikings twice a year, uh, they swept us last year, so... Um, the Bears are averaging 16 points a game. That's 31st in the NFL. So we're the second worst scoring offense in the NFL. Bears are averaging 97.5 yard, passing yards a game. That is ranked 32nd last in the NFL. So second worst scoring offense, worst passing offense. And the Bears are allowing 183.3 yards on the ground. Which is ranked 32nd, which is last in the NFL. So we are, I mean, <laughs> I mean we're bottom tier. I, I I don't know what to say. Ranked 31st, so second worst in points a game, ranked last in passing offense, and ranked last in rushing defense. That's pretty sad. Um that's just sad. The Vikings are averaging like 200. Kirk Cousins, I should say, is averaging about 234 passing yards a game. So we'll have to find a way to shut that down. It's uh, depressing. So um, we're just going to jump into what the defense and what the offense needs to do in my eyes to win this game. So we'll start the defense first. One, I say it every week. I've said it every episode. I'm going to say it again as my number one. Again, stop the run. Okay. Have to stop the run. Damian Pierce. You know, if we, we need that we need to do to Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison what we did to Damian Pierce. Hold them to like 77 yards. Hold them to 80 yards. Don't let him break off for a hundred. Like we cannot have another Barkley. 31 carries, 146 yards. We're lucky he didn't score a few touchdowns that game. A, a few uh, one broken tackle and then gone. And Barkley looks good. So I'm hoping that we can stop Dalvin Cook. That's gonna be hard to do. I know he hasn't had the greatest year so far. Um, but I mean he's still I mean he, he's still they're still averaging about 98 like rushing yards a game. So I mean he's still running the ball, he's still getting carries. And Alexander Madison isn't no joke either. He's 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 a he's a pretty stout running back. So they're very lucky to have that double headed monster they have going on. But we have to stop the run. The Vikings are averaging ninety-eight yards a game, like I said earlier. Uh, but the Bears are giving up one hundred eighty-three point three, like I said earlier. So I really can't tell you how it's going to turn out. Um, only averaging ninety-eight yards a game—that's good for us. Um, if if we can hold them to that, that's beautiful. But we have the we have the the worst rushing. Here's what, here's what I'm trying to say, guys. We have the worst rushing defense in the league. And so far, we've lived up to it, obviously, to get where we are. We're allowing 183.3 yards a game. The best the best run stoppage that we've had so far was Damian Pierce and the Houston Texans. I think we held him to, like, 80 yards, 82 yards, something like that. I think he had, like, 19 carries for, like, 82 yards something. Like, that was the best we've been able to do so far. Jonathan Taylor ran for, like, 170 or whatever it was. Uh, Saquon Barkley went for 136. Uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell ran for like 140-something, 146 yards, whatever. So it hasn't proven to be good so far. But, uh, I mean, something's got to give. So that is number one. If we want to win this game at all, we have to stop the run. We cannot be the team that is giving up 183.3 yards a game. We cannot be that team. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. That's going to be number one. I could forget about everything else. I for, I could forget about the pass game. I could forget about everything because if we can't stop the run, do you think they're going to sit there and throw the ball constantly? I mean, I'm like I said, they're not going to throw the ball. It's Kirk Cousins and they have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne, who's been hot. So don't get me wrong. It's not like they're not going to throw the ball. But if, if – I mean, if if Dalvin Cook is out there and every time he's getting the ball, he's cranking off eight yards, eight, eight yards of carry, I can tell you right now – Kirk Cousins is not going to go out there and throw the ball forty times. It's just not going to happen. They're going to keep handing the ball off to Madison, to Alexander, Madison, and Dalvin Cook. That's just what's going to happen. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, like I said. I'm not going to say they're not going to throw the ball. They're. I mean, they're obviously going to throw it. They got some of the best receivers in the NFL. But if I can, if I can limit Kirk Cousins throwing the ball and just give it to Dalvin Cook and Madison and let them run for. Eight yards of carry, five yards of carry, six yards of carry, and scoring touchdowns. That's what I'm doing. So number one, gotta, gotta stop the run. That is number one over anything. That's that is what the Bears need to focus on. I'm not saying you need to stack the box, but you need to fill the holes and you need you need to be able to read the play and stop the run. Stop Dalvin Cook. Have to. If we're able to do that, number two obviously is contain the passing game. Justin Jefferson ranks fifth in receiving yards coming in to week five, okay, obviously. So he's top five in receiving. We all knew that was going to happen. It's Justin Jefferson. He's one of the best receivers in the game right now. That's why he's ranked fifth in the NFL among receivers for yards so far. Um, Adam Thielen has had a couple good games in a row. He's very underrated. Um, he's more like a touchdown-prone guy when it comes to fantasy or anything. But don't forget him and Kirk Cousins before Justin Jefferson came. I mean, they had a good chemistry, and even with Justin Jefferson here, they still have a very good chemistry. So do not let Adam Thielen fool you, because I tell you right now, if we're going to pick any receiver to double cover or to stick super hard man coverage, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. So Adam Thielen could be a, a key factor for the Vikings in winning this game. And they also have the hot K.J. Osborne. Osborne, sorry, I said Born K.J. Osborne. He's been on a tear lately. Um, he's he's made some really nice grabs these past few games, scored a couple of touchdowns. Um, and it's scary that Kirk Cousins is building a chemistry with Jefferson, Osborne, and Thielen all at the same time. So number two, gotta start the passing game. Number three, gotta force Cousins to turn the ball over. He has four interceptions coming in week five. So what does that mean? Easy math. He's throwing an inter- and he's throwing at least an interception a game is what is what we're averaging out to here. So we gotta get pressure. Gotta force turnovers. Eddie Jackson has three interceptions in four games. So I'm hoping that maybe he'll be able to read a ball, force a turnover, and do something. Okay. So like I said, he's throwing one interception a game, averaging, uh, averaging one a game. A Jackson has three interceptions at the four games. So if we can get pressure and force turnovers. Maybe Jackson, or Roquan Smith, a Brisker, someone can make a play and, uh, and, you know, enforce a turnover. So uh, most importantly, just get pressure. Kirk Cousins, um, he is not the greatest quarterback. I'm not saying he's not good. He's just not the greatest. You get some pressure on him. He's, he's bound to make mistakes. He's not perfect by any means. So. Definitely, you get pressure on them. We'll definitely see them crumble at least once or twice and uh, get some turnovers. But we can get we can pick the ball off nine times. But our offense has to capitalize. So I guess what I'm saying is, hopefully that we can just give our offense the chance to capitalize as long as we can get turnovers. And to the offense, this is what the offense needs to do, boys and girls, to win this game in my eyes. The Bears have the second-worst offense in the NFL. We knew that was coming after what I just read to you guys. Number one, for me, my biggest one, is we need to convert on third down, okay? We need to quit making it a third and long. All these penalties are killing us. All right, right now, the Bears are averaging 7.6 yards. Yeah, 7.6 yards. Uh, They're averaging that on third downs. So they're averaging a third and seven, okay? But they're only gaining six yards on third down. So we're not able to convert on third downs at all. Uh, Penalties are not helping, but the fact that we're averaging seven yards every third down, so we're averaging a third and seven every third down and only gaining six yards, that's not helping the cause. So number one, most importantly, need to convert on third downs, quit making it hard on ourselves, quit getting penalties, Quit forcing a third and long, okay? Um, Of the Bears' total snaps, 62% of them have have occurred in their own territory, okay? The Bears have only gotten in the red zone 12% of their snaps this season. So 62% of their snaps have been in their own territory, and only 12% of their snaps have been in the red zone of opposing teams. That's sad. So, despite having one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL, I think we're ranked second or third. We've also run the fewest. We've also run the fewest number of plays in the NFL at 227. So, we've only ran 227 plays so far through four weeks. That's. Uh, I don't like that. We need to be running more. But when you have the seventh worst uh, drive time. So each drive, we're averaging two minutes and twenty nine seconds. That's what we're averaging a drive. So we're averaging <laughs> like two and a half minutes a drive. That's terrible, and we're not scoring. So we're not. It's not like we're. It's not like we're getting the ball and just going up there and scoring touchdowns. We're just uh, not able to do anything. So a drive time of two and a half, or two minutes 30, 29 seconds. That's no bueno. Um. Number two that we need to do, stop committing second-half turnovers. It's bad, guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention at all, but let me tell you something. We've committed seven turnovers this season. Not great, right? If you guys haven't been paying attention, I've been paying attention for you, unfortunately. The Bears have committed uh, three turnovers in the third quarter and four turnovers in the fourth quarter this year. So all seven turnovers, we've been perfect in the first half of football. We've been perfect in the first half of football, okay? But we have not been perfect in the second half of football. So we've allowed three turnovers in the third quarter and four in the fourth. You cannot win games, which all these games have been close, you cannot win games when you're turning the ball over that much in the second half, especially in the third and fourth quarter, especially the fourth quarter. You're making four all, four turnovers, the majority of your turnovers have been the fourth quarter. You're not going to win games that way. So, we need to com- we need to stop committing second half turnovers. Stop. We need to play the second half exactly how we're playing the first half. Number 3. Fields needs to be decisive and more aggressive. Okay. I understand he's the second most sacked QB in the NFL. Okay. But he also leads the NFL quarterbacks in seconds per dropback. So he's averaging like 2.9 seconds per dropback. All right. <clears throat> That's just him being indecisive. The offensive line's terrible. All right. But he's also not being very decisive at all. Whenever uh you know, whenever you got some wide open guys, I mean he's making terrible decisions, and the times that he thinks it's a tight fit, he's not pulling the trigger. So <clears throat> that's what I mean by he needs to be more decisive. I want to see him pull the trigger. I want to see him quit being so scared just to throw the ball. I really do. I want to see him I want to see him stop Overthinking things You see a wide open receiver, throw it If you make a mistake, own up to it Don't do it again He didn't make any mistakes This one besides a fumble um, But again, that's an offensive line problem <clears throat> But I just he, he needs to be more decisive Him and not taking chances I mean, we need to take chances to win some of these games uh, If we had took some more chances Last game, I, maybe we could have Pulled a, a win off But whenever you're sitting in the pocket for 2.9 seconds and you're not throwing the ball and then you're just running or um, making a terrible throw or under-throwing somebody because you're nervous or you're scared that you're going to make a mistake. Mistakes are going to happen in the NFL, especially as a rookie QB, but uh, it's the development for me. So I really want to see Justin be more decisive, be more aggressive, quit being so conservative. Just pull the trigger. That's what I want to see. Pull the trigger. So, that being said, <clears throat> let's get to some of these. <clears throat> Make sure you guys go to our merch store, okay? Bonfire.com slash store slash variety sports network. <clears throat> Bunch of our stuff in there. It'd be much appreciated. You can order some of our merchandise shirts, our merch, uh, variety sports network shirts, stuff like that. It'd be much appreciated if you just give that a check out. Also, one of our sponsors, Row One Brand. Okay, go to their art gallery. Use code VSP fifteen, get fifteen percent off <clears throat> anything in their art gallery. I promise you, if you're a sports fan, guy or girl, you can find something. I got a shirt from there. It's a Bears shirt when they won that when they won uh, the Super Bowl back in '85. It's super cool. It's got the old school feel to it. <clears throat> the shirts are super comfortable. All right. Uh, if you go to their website, man, you can see, all, I mean, they got pictures, posters, they got old tickets, they got coffee mugs. I mean, they got anything for any sports fan, guy or girl, I promise you, you can find something at Row 1, okay? Also, look at In the Clutch, all right? Licensed MLB apparel store. They also got a bunch of college stuff as well, all right? <clears throat> it's called In the Clutch. You get 10% off anything, all right, in the store when you use code Variety Sports. That's all capital, Variety Sports. Every word, every letter is capitalized, right? So I'll just go in there and type Variety Sports, all right? It's got to be all capitalized. Variety Sports, that'll get you 10% off anything that you order, okay? Make sure you guys also go trip, <coughs> check out Triple Treats on Facebook. Get 10% off your order when you mention VSN, all right? I have not ordered anything there, uh, ordered anything from there personally, but every picture I've seen and every comment that I've read uh, everything looks absolutely delicious and <clears throat> every comment I've read has been nothing but positive. So make sure you guys go give them a, a check out on Facebook. It's triple A treats. Like I said, get 10% off cookies, cakes, cupcakes, whatever. Get 10% off your order. When you mention BSN. Also, I would like to be one of the first ones to mention our new sponsor. All right. Uh, I'm sure it's been mentioned in a pa- past, these other, a uh, couple of podcasts that we've had so far. <clears throat> we just uh, knew they got sponsored by SeatGeek. So if you use code VSN, I believe that's what it is. Let me, don't want to lead you guys wrong. Let me double check. <coughs> yes, SeatGeek. Use code VSN when you check out and get $20 off, okay? <coughs> $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. So if you've been wanting to go to a Bears game, which I know you haven't been wanting to, uh, Want to go to a wild card game Cardinals are playing. Want to go watch the Blues play. Want to save it for next year for uh, some NFL tickets. Want to buy some tickets in advance. All right. Go to SeatGeek. Make your account or whatever. Use code BSN. Get $20 off. Boom. $20 is $20, you know. So make sure you guys please check us out. Variety Sports Network. We're on Instagram. Variety Sports Network on Twitter. We're on YouTube as well and Facebook. We're, we're hugely predominant on Facebook and Twitter, but we're on every social media platform. You can listen to us on Spotify as well. If you're driving to work or outside doing lawn work, <coughs> yard work, uh, or if you guys uh, you guys are in the house cleaning, you guys want us to do a podcast. All right, You can find us on Anchor or Spotify. But make sure you guys please give us a like and share on any of these above. Like I said, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We have pretty much anything, any sports that you guys would be willing to listen to. Like I said, dude, we got Cardinals Chronicles, seventh inning stretch. So those are our baseball podcasts. We got the five hole, the blues note. Obviously, those are hockey podcasts. We got Across the Pond. That's our United Kingdom Friends uh, a football podcast. We got NASCAR. We got a Minnesota Vikings podcast. Just kidding. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. We got the Sin City Raiders. Uh, it's a Raiders podcast. We got Monster of the Midway. We got so much stuff, man! All right, we got so much stuff. We got uh, Talking Gridiron. Uh, make sure you guys really listen to that. That's some cool stuff that covers the NFL, all the hot topics. Um, so please make sure you guys give us a check out for anyone who's supported us so far. We love and appreciate you guys uh, for all the help. Um, Other than that, that's all I got for this week. I appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Monsters of the Midway on the Variety Sports Network. And until next time, I'm Dylan, and I will catch you guys again.